0: The Prophets, feeling lost, don't know where to turn, need a breakthrough, well, it's here my friend, welcome to The Prophets, your host, Prophet Jason Leppard. All righty guys, welcome tonight, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're, we're going to be in Timothy tonight, so if you got your Bibles or maybe got your phones or whatever device you may have, um, I want you to turn to Timothy with me and we're going to be in Timothy tonight. We're going to see what God has to tell us tonight. Okay. We're reading for the King James version. I'm going to go ahead and get in this because it's going to be kind of interesting tonight what God has in store for us. And guys, I love teaching because in the beginning there were knowledge. It, this has been wrestling over with knowledge. We got we got false doctrines out here. Come on, and and I told my daughter just the other day. I said, you don't join any church, baby. You don't join any association either, because I'm telling you guys, they got some false doctrines out here. I'm telling you, that it's false. I don't care why they look at it, and they and they'll use the word of God. And let me under, let, let me clarify something: you'll never understand this word unless you got the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you ain't got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, you need it because you'll never understand this word, and you won't. You, you'll read it and misinterpret it, and, and and some people try to do it man's way and man's doctrine. So we're gonna get into this. We're gonna let the word speak for itself. Okay, in uh, First Timothy chapter two, we're going to start in chapter two. It's, this is where Timothy uh, exhorts the church. It says, "I exhort therefore that first of all supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving thanks be it made to all, for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority." Now you got to know something. We, we're talking about kings back then that was in authority then, then it reads on it says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our in the sight of god our savior and verse four says whom will i have all man to be saved who will have all man to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth now a lot of people don't have truth. They have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power of it. Let me tell you something. Jesus demonstrated his life not for what he said, by the works he manifested. He spoke to a blind man, "Come up, he's alive." You know, I want to see the power of God in your life. I don't, I don't want to see a bunch of words. You know what I'm saying? So let's go on to what Timothy says right here. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will all man to be saved and to come into the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man is Christ Jesus, one man. Verse 6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Therefore I ordained a, for for unto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith, verily, and and that's what we're going to go through right here, guys, in verse 8. And I will therefore that man pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So it don't do no good to you, pray, and doubt. You, you can't ask God for something one minute and then doubt the next. That, that's like a waiver see. And it says in verse 9, in the like manner also that a woman adore themselves in modesty appeal. So women, you got to dress right, okay? If you don't want man's eyes wondering, y'all need to dress right with shamefulness and in soberly not with boring hair and gold and pearls and costly array. I used to teach my kids when they was growing up, I I raised a bunch of girls and I tell them all the time, you know, they would have stuff on. I'd say, get it off. You're not going out that door looking like no sleeves bag. So every man in the country can lust after you. You see what I'm saying? So, I I would I tell them you're not wearing that outside. Listen, if it if it ain't above the knees, I'm sorry. Uh-uh, no. Because men lust after that stuff, and you can't blame it on a man when you when you're giving them something to look at. So so, ladies, you got to dress in modesty. And it says in verse ten, it says, but which becometh a woman professing godliness with good works. Let the women learn in silence. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust a doctrine right here. So, and I know everybody says the woman should be silent. The woman can't be used in church. But I'm gonna bust a doctrine right here that it's a false doctrine because we don't read the word for what it is. We we read the word, and it says, and and before I get ahead of myself here, it says, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to unsource authority over a man. Now, the the reason why Timothy was putting this in order, because in this dispensation, it was out of order. I told this woman one time, she said, can God use a woman? Yes, God can use a woman. Can God use a woman to preach? Yes. Can God use woman as a prophetess? Yes, he can. But you got to understand Timothy in this time guys was it was putting the women in order because they were out of order. In the beginning God put man over women for a reason, not for control but for protection. So man it's not for you to control her or dominate her, it's for you to protect her spiritually. See, If Adam would have told the woman, no, we can't touch that tree, and no, I'm not touching it with you, and protected her. So God said, you know what, I'm going to cause the man to be a protector over the ladies. But see, we take it as control. We're not here to control you. We're here to protect you. Many, many, many times, I've been through divorces. I'll be honest with you. Every time I used to tell them something, they look at me like I'm crazy. Well, I'm just here to protect you. I'm not here to, and they misunderstood it for control. I'm not trying to control my house for it. Joshua said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm telling you, when you bring the devil in the back door, it's my job to keep him out as a man of God and a man that that leads my home. And the problem with men nowadays, men need to step up and be the man of the house and be the man that God has called you to be, man. And this is where Timothy was setting things in order because it got out of order. The woman was trying to overrule. And I see this a lot in America. I don't care. I'm going to bust some doctrine tonight, and I'm I'm going to bust you, right? I'm going to bust your doctrine way out the order because I'm going to do what God tells me to do tonight. I'm going to tell you something, lady. It ain't your job to rule. When you married to your husband, you go home and submit to your husband in the Lord, that is. If he's, if he's following God, and you're, it's your ability and, and, and your duty to submit to him, I don't care what you say. If he is truly following God, and all this is in the Lord because a lot of men ain't following God. That's the problem. They ain't following God, but if they are following God, you got to submit. And when you don't submit, you're out of order. Just like Timothy was trying to put it in order. Then he said, "Let every listen. Let the woman learn in silence with uh, with all subjection." Now, let me tell you something, ladies. You're to get excited tonight because. You know, you're thinking, oh, he's just a man-hater. He's just a man-hater or a woman-hater. No, I'm not a woman-hater. I'm not a man-hater. But listen to me. Don't shut me off because I've t- I walked on your toes. But let me tell you something. When Timothy was saying, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, the church was out of order. At that time, and Timothy was putting it back in order. See, in the beginning, God put the man over a woman, and 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 Abraham was over Sarah, and Sarah called him Lord because God put that order there to protect you, women. And here's what I see in the home unit today, and I I don't I, I don't care. It's wrong. I see the woman rule, and the woman is not supposed to rule in her home. She may rule in the kingdom of God. Don't get me wrong. See, when you get into the kingdom of God, there's no male or female. See, when you're born into the kingdom of God, there's no male or female. So when you go to church, it's a different story. But when you come back home to your husband, you got to submit I don't care if he's in the Lord, that is. Now, I'm talking about in the Lord, guys, because a lot of these guys, they're not following God. They're not They're not leading my example, and I'm not saying to be a goody tissue. That's not what I'm saying. Because who did God go to in the garden when Eve did what she did? Did he go to Eve? No, he went to the man. Why? Because he, he sees the man responsible for what he's gave him. My God, that's good. See, God looks to the man to see, I gave you what in the garden. And then, watch this. Here's when sin comes in. I, I like this. Because sin comes in, and what did they do? What did they do? When sin come in the garden, they begin to blame everything but themselves. And I told my daughter, I said, you know what the problem is with people? They cannot look in the mirror. they all judging each other, trying to find something on somebody. Come on, somebody. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen, I'm telling you something tonight. It ain't your job to pick my sin out, but it's your job to look in the mirror and let God pick your sin out. See, we so busy trying to pick all each other. Sin when we need to look in the mirror and look at our own sin. And that's what the problem is with the relationship, too. I told my daughter, I said, Listen, let me tell you something, Megan. The Bible tells you your body is not your own body, but it's the other bodies. Okay, he tells us to be submission to one another, right? And a lot of people say, Well, I, a lot of ladies say, Well, I ain't giving him no loving because he's mean to me or God didn't tell you that. He told us to honor our wife whether she's being good or bad. He told us to honor our husband whether he's being good or bad. You got to do your job. Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. See, that's the problem with people. They so busy trying to pick my faults and my flaws out when you got flaws yourself. You're so busy looking at mine that you totally forget yours. But what did Jesus say? He said, why behold there a mold in your brother's eye when you got a beam in your own? My God, don't turn that station. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's what's wrong with people today. They're so busy. Looking at other people's sin and trying to find something out on somebody. And you know, I, I'm just going to preach it like I feel it tonight. We're so busy trying to find something out on somebody else. When we need to look at our own thoughts, and that's what I went over the other night with a prophetic word that God gave me for this nation. In Second Chronicles, it said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You know what our problem is? We don't seek God's face because when you seek his face, he looks at you and says, look, this is what's wrong with you. I ain't worried about everybody else around you. I'm worried about what you are doing. Come on, that's what we need to realize. I ain't worried about what she's doing or he's doing. I'm worried about what you are doing. But see, the problem is we like Adam and Eve. This is what we do when sin comes in the picture. We do the blame game, right? We go picking everybody else's sin. Oh, he ain't walking upright. Well, well, she and she and he just ain't doing what God's called him to do. He got long hair. Glory to God. Oh, he wears patches on his patch. Oh my God, he's going to hell. See, we all busy trying to judge somebody and trying to pick their life out. When God is saying to you, "What are you doing?" And I, you know, I walked up to a fellow the other day. They said, "How can you be out here with all that Jesus shirt with that long hair riding that Harley like you do?" I said, "Let me tell you something, man." I said, "Can I ask you something?" I said, "What are you doing for God?" He said, "Nothing." I said, "Then shut your mouth because you ain't got no business judging me when you ain't doing nothing your darn self." Come on, and they judged the man up in Blue Ridge. He this man holds a Jesus sign up every day, guys. Every single day. And one man walked up to him and said, Oh, holding the Jesus sign up, smoking a cigarette. I overlooked him and I said, Let me tell you something, sir. What are you doing for God? Oh, nothing. Then you ain't got no room to talk. Let him smoke his cigarette. Let him hold up the sign. At least he's sharing the gospel and you ain't doing a darn thing but sitting on your hind and doing nothing for God. And who are you to tell the man Right or wrong. And see, that's what our problem is in America. We're so busy trying to find everybody else's fault to justify ours. We are. In the very person that tries to, uh, uh, tries, it's almost like they come in and try to look at your faults and they're trying to find something on you. That way they can justify that they're more right with God than you. Come on, man. You ain't no more right with me. The Bible says we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. Ain't neither one of us got it together. If we did, then Jesus wouldn't have to die on the cross. You know what I think we should do? I think we should go by our brother and say, look brother, I know you're struggling in a sin. Let me help you. I ain't going to condemn you. I want to help you. I want to help for deliverance. Can I pray for you brother? Because I ain't going to condemn you. I want to help you. We need to do what Jesus did with the woman that caught in the middle of adultery. We need to draw in the sand and say, Lord, I don't condemn her. And and and, and she looked at Jesus and she told Jesus, he said, woman, I don't condemn you either. But I tell you what, I'm going to help you get out of that sin. And I I'm going to pray for you. That's what we need to do. And besides looking at somebody else's faults and flaws all the time, where is the love of God in that? I'm going to tell you all something. We all got problems. We all got problems. And our problems is not going to get any better until we get this judgmental spirit out of us. I'm telling you guys the truth. Judgmental. We so judgmental. People walk up in the church and I, you begin to look at all their flaws and faults. What if God looked at you that way? What if God sit on a mirror and said, you know what, Jason, I see every bad thing you do, and 10 minutes later, he sees every bad thing you do again. Hello, B. Let's carry on, guys. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. I really feel like this is getting good tonight. I, I just had to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. But listen what he says in 12. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to authority over a man. Notice it said authority over a man. God gave man authority over women for a reason, to protect them. Guys, it's, it's nothing about control or manipulation. Even though women think that, oh, he's just wanting to manipulate me. No. I'm here to protect you. And sometimes that takes getting bold with you to protect you and say, look, don't go that way. Don't do them things. Because when you do, you're going to get in trouble. And let me tell you a little secret. God gave man eyesight. He didn't give woman eyesight. And I can prove that to you in Genesis chapter 3. He did not give a woman eyesight for the enemy. Because if he did, the enemy would not never, watch this, the enemy would not never come in the circle if she had eyesight to see the enemy coming. And that's why the man, come on, I know you ladies ain't going to like this and you you going to hang up the phone and everything else, but it's the gospel truth. I'm not saying you women are not spiritual. I'm just saying God gave that man, if he would walk with God like he's called to walk with him, and not all men are not walking with God. I'm not saying that. They're not. But if they are, God has gave that man a tuition to know To see far enough ahead. I used to tell, and women, they see stuff now. I'm just going to say that because it's true. I've seen a gob of women, they see stuff now. But the man sees stuff ahead of time. He knows what's going to happen with a big picture. My wife, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, we went and picked up my daughter down in uh, Chattanooga. She's seen that she needed help now. But see, I've seen what was going to happen in the future. See, God give women a sense to fix the now. Mm. you got to grab hold of this. God give women a, a, a sense to fix the now. But God give men sense to fix the coming. See, we see far enough ahead of you guys and that's why the enemy never come, watch this, you gotta get this. That's why the enemy never come to Adam to tempt Adam in the garden. Why? Because women worry about the now, but I see the future. And that's what God is putting men to lead. They see the future. I'm telling you, watch a man and a woman. They see what needs to be done now. But the man sees what's coming ahead. Mm, glory to God. You better grab a hold of that. And, and when you do, that's, that fits a perfect fit because God. that's why God put the, put the insight in a man to be a protector and leader over his wife. And that's what Timothy's talking about here, guys. He's talking about God is putting back order in the church. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor uh, interrupt authority over a man. But to be in silence, for Adam was first formed, and then Eve. And then Adam was deceived, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, listen to what he says in fifteen. Notwithstanding shall he be shall withstanding she shall be saved in childbearing and have continued in the faith and charity and holiness and sovereignty. Now, I'm going to show you something right there. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. Now, the woman was saved in childbearing, I'm going to show you this. The reason why she was saved in childbearing, because God picked a woman. Watch this. You got to get this, women. I ain't harping on you. I'm fixing to tell you good stuff, Okay. (laughs) Y'all have endured the bad stuff, but you're fixing to hear the good stuff. Amen. Listen to me now. Women, you might have failed in the garden, okay? But God used you as a portal to bring his son to the cross. This is how powerful God sees a woman. Because a woman is a powerful tool in the hands of God. She was the failure. And see, that's why the Bible says God looks at the weak things of this world. We look at it as weak, but God looks at it as strong. So that's why the Bible says when we are weak, who's strong? He is. So we don't look at things like God looks at things. God looks at something weak, and that's why his grace, the Bible says his grace is efficient in your weaknesses. My God. So God don't condemn you for your weaknesses. What he does is, is he turns your weaknesses and puts it into a strong. My God, my God, my God. And this is why the church is so deceived. They look at my weaknesses like, oh, God's, Jason's weak I'm not weak you might look at me as weak but God takes my weaknesses of my life I might got sin problem or I might got some struggle that I'm struggling with but God looks at it that's why he said my grace is efficient in your weaknesses So God took the woman that failed, and she was the weaker vessel, that's what Ephesians says, honored the wife because she is the weaker vessel, but notice he said, if you didn't honor her, your prayers would be hindered. Why would your prayer be hindered? Because the woman is, you got to get this tonight, guys, I feel the anointing all over me, listen, the woman is the access to heaven. You're powerful, women. You're powerful, and you don't even know it. But your power relies in your submission. It does not rely in your leadership. It relies in your submission. Because what did the angel tell Mary? The angel told Mary, he said, Mary, you will have a son. I want you to call him Jesus, Emmanuel. God is with us." And this is what he this is what Mary said. I love what she said. She said, so be it. Mm. She didn't argue with him. She didn't manipulate him. She didn't laugh at him. She told the angel, so be it. Her submission got favor with God. Your submission to your husband is gonna get you favor with God. Mm. Ladies, it is a privilege to be submissive. Be submissive. Don't worry about what he's doing. See, that's our problem. We worry about, well, he ain't doing this and she ain't doing that. What are you doing? Are you doing what God has called you to do? It says, therefore, women should submit to their husbands and husbands shall love their wives as Christ loves the church. Don't worry about it. She's being submissive, man. Just love the woman anyhow. Come on. We need to get in God's word and be submissive to God's word and watch God bless us in the favor of God. Come on, our marriages. And the reason why it ain't, because we ain't falling in line with it. Mm. My God, my God. Phew. It's tight, but it's right, guys. It's tight, but it's right. I, I know I know. a lot of you couldn't handle the first part of it. You swung on out of here, but that's all right. Hang in here. It's going to be a roller coaster ride tonight, baby. You just hang on in here because God's taking us somewhere. Come on. Some things I say, you know, it might hurt your little feelings, but it, it ain't about feelings with me, baby. It's about getting in God's word and allowing the Holy Ghost to convict us and set us in order. I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for God to do a revival in my home. I ain't worried about the church. I ain't worried about the church building. I'm worried about my home life. I'm worried about my children. I'm worried about getting that involved. Trust me, I got some children that need miracles right now, and they coming too, baby, because this old boy's praying. I'm praying my heart out. It's coming. Don't think twice. The devil ain't gonna lay his hand on my kids no more. I I got one in the grave, but ain't none going again. I'm telling you, I'll put up a fight. Sometimes you gotta fight for your family. Sometimes you gotta fight. Sometimes you gotta fight. Here we go, guys. Here we go. All right, let's go on. Let's go on. Is anybody in the house tonight? Are, are, are you getting this, guys? Are you getting it? Come on. Now, watch this. Notwithstanding, you shall be saved in childbearing. If they continue in faith and charity and holiness with all Sibiri. Su- okay. In chapter 3, I'm going to mess up your doctrine here, okay? I, I love messing people's doctrine up because, it, man, I'm going to tell you something. People got some funny doctrines. That's why I'm careful where I go to church. That's why I'm careful where I step into the body of Christ. I'm telling you, you need to find a body. I'm not saying you don't because Paul said don't forsake that. Don't forsake the assembly yourself together. of that day, approach it. But, guys, you can't just assemble yourself with just on anybody because I'm going to tell you something. Some of these churches you walk in, you talk some of this stuff to them, they'll kick you out the back door. But I don't care because I want to hear the truth. I want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear what man has been teaching for years. Well my daddy went to the Baptist church down there. My grandpa went to the Baptist church down there. Everybody went to the Baptist. I don't care. You you know, when I when I got saved, I was in the Word of God myself because I heard this and I was church of God. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I've been raised up Pentecost all my life. I don't even believe what they believe. Why am I saying this tonight? Hey, Tracy, why am I saying this tonight? Because I don't care Pentecost, I don't care if you're Hardshell Baptist, I don't care if you're Lutheran, I don't care if you're seven-day Adventist, what's going to matter is if you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ, he is your Lord and Savior, that's what's going to matter, baby. I don't care what religion and what denomination, and that's why God never let me get into the church of God, because I'm ordained non-denomination, because I don't have a denomination to to me, it's a domination. It's a separation. That's all it causes in the body of Christ because people get their own little doctrine over here, and they get their own little doctrine over here, and everybody becomes separated in the body of Christ. It ain't, ain't nothing but the devil doing it. It's Let me tell you what denomination is, guys. Uh, 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 we, we got a group of people over here that's got a little bit of truth here, and we got a little bit of people over here that's got a little bit of truth over here, and everybody's got a little bit of the truth, but who knows, the Bible said the whole truth will make you free, not a little bit, that's what denominations are, you see, the church of God's got something right, the Baptists do too, but the problem is, they don't want the whole shebang, I don't know about you, but when I go eat a hamburger, I want to eat the whole thing, I don't want just parts and pieces to you, I don't, I like eating the whole hamburger. That's why I'm fat, okay? Don't make fun of him. You make fun of me later. I know I need to lose weight. Okay, let's get into this and then we're in here. Okay, we talked about the order of the woman and why God put her that way. And let's go into verse one where it talks about, this is a true saying, if a man desires an office of a bishop. He desires a good work. A bishop must be blameless and a husband of one wife. Now, I'm going to mess up your doctrine there. (laughs) Come on, Lord. I went to a holiness church, and I don't believe in holiness either. (laughs) They all mess, I all mess with their doctrines, and they get so mad at me. I don't care, because I don't believe in your one husband-wife thing, okay? I know the Word of God says the husband should be one wife. Now, that don't mean your past, that don't mean you've been divorced, that don't mean, come on guys, I, I, you must be blameless, but a husband of one wife, that don't mean that you, back then they had concubines, uh, in the Old Testament, Solomon had, my Lord, he had plenty of wives. But God didn't want the husband having four or five wives trying to run a church. That had nothing to do with you being married before. That had nothing to do with you being divorced and remarried. I'm sorry. I'm going to knock that doctrine right out the door. Because I get so sick of people walking up to me. Telling me. Watch this guys. Don't hang up just yet. It's going to get good. I get so sick of people coming up to me. Telling me. You've been married before. You can't preach. And who are you. And what are you to say that I don't have a call to preach? Because I've messed up my past stuff. And you know what I ask him. I say, well, what have you done in your past? Well, you don't understand. I I did this and that. Okay. Well, what does that have any different? And I'm going to tell you something else too. What if my wife dies and I only had one wife in my life and she dies? You're telling me I can remarry? Well, of course, the Bible says you can remarry if they die and walk away. Tell me what the difference is. So my wife can die, but I can marry, but yet if I go through a bad divorce, which wasn't my fault, you're telling me I'm seclusive from my call? Let me tell you something, folks. Kathleen Koeman was a woman of God. And I'm going to give you some examples of the people in the body of Christ that this doctrine right here, this doctrine right here told them that their call was over. Let me tell you something, I'm going to say it bold and loud, I don't care where you hear it on on my podcast, I don't care where you hear it all over this nation. And I'm going to say this, and I hope this word gets out to everybody that's has this strange doctrine that they think a man, it's not called because he's went through a divorce and got remarried. But let me tell you something. Who are you to call that man, and who are you to set him down? Come on. If God called that man to preach, who are you to set him down? Let me tell you something. Nothing's going to stop my destiny. When God put a destiny in my life, you can't stop it. JoJo can't stop it, and they can't. I've had people come up to me, you'll never be a pastor of a church. You know what? I'm a pastor of a church. I can't help it because I picked wrong people in my life. I made a mistake. You tell me all the mistakes you made, does it disqualify? qualify you for the call in your life. No, it does not. Because his grace is efficient in our weaknesses. His grace is much, his mercy endures. Let me tell y'all something. David got in trouble with Bathsheba. Come on. David had women problems all his life. Did God ever put him out of kingship? No, he didn't. Why? Because God put him there. And when God puts you somewhere, only God can take you out, baby. I don't listen to man's doctrines, and I don't listen to their ideas, because they're nothing but hogwash. God called me, and only he can put me down, baby. I, God anointed me, and only he can shut me up. And I ain't shut up yet. I'm preaching. I've been preaching for 21 years now. Still strong and going, hallelujah, that's a false doctrine you ever believe in your life, and it ain't going to stop my destiny God got for me, now I put that hogwash out of water, I don't believe that crap, and then most people say, well, you got to stick with your, your husband of your youth, that's what the Bible says in Proverbs, let me tell you something, who don't want to get married to a, to a one person in their life, who don't want that? But things happen, folks. Things happen. But God can take the weak things, and He can take the terror and the wheat, and He can take the weak things of this world, and He can build it for the strong. Don't, don't, don't tell me you're going to sit me down because I've been married before. But yet you over there looking at women behind closed doors and get caught doing it, and you can still run a church. How hypocrite are you? You're the one that's a hypocrite. Lord have mercy, God help us. God help us. Guys, I'm just trying to break some doctrine here tonight. And you know what? I had a dream that God was calling me to break false doctrine that people have. Doctrines of devils. Let me tell you something. You think devils ain't going in churches and, and getting all these false doctrines up? The husband of one wife. That's what he said. And, and let me tell you something. The church will kick you out and tell you you can't do nothing in the church no more because you've been married for. You know what? Y'all need to go get saved, sanctified, and you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you ain't right with God. And you know what? Let me tell you something. You keep judging people like yeah, that, it's gonna buy fire on you. You're gonna go through a divorce. And you know what, Pastor? You pastoring this big mega church, going around telling everybody, oh, you should stay with the wife for your use. You know what, baby? If you in my shoes, let's see if you gonna do it. I agree person needs to pick the right woman in his life the first time or a man in his life, but it's not for you to set me down. See, I don't I don't listen to man. I don't listen to none of their 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 crap. It ain't nothing but crap because it don't confirm the word for one thing. It don't it don't show it in God's word because God used people you know Moses was divorced? Well, I bet you didn't know that, did you? I could show you in God's word but God still used Moses. You don't believe me? Look in God's word. I'll show you. Okay, husband of one wife, village, sober, good behavior. Now, good behavior, sober, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Not given to shrine, uh wine, or stricker, nor greedy or filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth his house well, his own house, having his children in subject with all gravity. For this is, for if a covenant, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? Not novius. Now, let, let me stop right here about the man ruling his own house well. Now let, let's get let's get reality right here for a minute. Okay, y'all ready? Let, let's get in reality here for a minute. Who on here knows growing up and I had friends that were pastors too <laughs> and, and I looked at that scripture for years and I thought, Lord, he's not ruling his house. But what does that really mean? Ruling his house well? He's doing what God's told him to do, but does kids listen to to pastors as I know my girl when, when when she was raising up she didn't listen to me she she wanted to do what she wanted to do regardless if I was called to preach or regardless if I was a pastor of a church she was going to do what she's going to do but does that mean I'm not ruling my house well no 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 no. I'm doing what God's called me to do. And I'm telling her the right direction to go. The Bible says raise a child up the way it should go. And when he gets old, he'll never depart. But does children always listen to us, folks? Come on, I got some ladies on here tonight. You know, you got kids. Do they always listen? No. But it's our job to Set the standard for them and say, look, for me and my house, we ain't going to do that here, okay? You ain't going to bring the drugs here, okay? Now, look, you might go outside my door and do the drugs. You might go outside my door and disrespect me, but you won't do it to my face. Listen, that's what God's calling. And it's not for the fact that you look at your kids and they're unruly, you ain't doing a job. See, people's looked at my kids and say, well, he must not have done his job. No, I've done my job. They just don't listen. And let me me tell you something. The devil's right on their ear saying, look, you don't have to listen to your daddy. Your daddy's, you know. Because you look at my kids, that's not results that I'm doing my job. I pastored a church. Most people in there didn't listen to me. Some of them in there fall asleep. They didn't fall asleep in my church too long. I promise you that. So that scripture right there, guys, that does not mean the man ain't doing his job. That means that he just ain't allowed to go in his house. I don't don't allow stuff in my home either. I don't. But see, here's what people want to do when you call to preach. Mm, I'm, I'm going there, Lord. I'm going there. I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying. Here's what happens when people call to preach. You got people looking at you now, right? Oh, we got to look at him. Oh, oh, we got to we got to go to Timothy. Oh, we got to go to Second Timothy. We got to look at him. He got to be on our microscope now. Now that he's called to preach, now that he's a bishop, he must be blameless. Let me tell y'all something. I make more mistakes than anyone on here tonight. I make more mistakes than you all. Every day I wake up, I got problems. Let me tell you how real they are. In the minute I wake up, the devil's trying to get me till I go out the door. Just because God has called me to carry his word does not put me out of the estate of y'all. Even though Timothy told us, if you're called, uh, desire office of a bishop, you must be blameless in a good report. That don't mean I'm entitled not to make mistakes. Come on, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you've been judging your leader too long. You've been, you've been trying to pick him out, scout him out. Just because he's called to preach does not give him an exemption of not failure. Guys, let me tell you all something. It's a heavy call to God to call you to carry his word. Heavy call. People look at you like a microscope, but what they fail to realize is King David was a leader, but he had failure in him all the time. He had shortcomings. He had problems. He had women problems. He had all these problems. But that does not mean that God didn't stop his call because nothing will stop your destiny. You hear me out, ladies. You hear me out tonight. Don't let nothing stop your destiny. Don't let a man tell you you made a mistake. Go sit down and shut up. No, you get back up and you shake it off and say, God's calling me. So many times people's tried to set me down. So many times people says, Jason, you made too many mistakes. You need to sit down and shut up. No, I don't. I don't need to sit down and I don't need to shut up because he saved a wretch like me. Do you hear me? I was in jail 21 years ago and God called me. You didn't. And who are you to set me down? I dare you. Try me. See, God's built me for this kind of ministry, guys. I don't care about people's opinions. I don't care what they think of me. Don't you let nothing stop your destiny. You hear me out. Don't let a man with a false doctrine, oh, she's she, she been married before. Oh, shut up. And so have you. You you probably look at so much porn, Pastor, it ain't even funny. But you won't tell nobody because they'll do you the same way. Go sit down. Shut up. Let me tell you something. Only God can do that, friend. Only God can put you out. Only God can put you out. Only God can put you out. And that's what I'm saying tonight, guys. Only God can put you out. Can't nobody put you out. Nobody. And that's what I'm saying, you know, People's tried to put me out. People's tried to tell me to shut up. People's tried to tell me, oh, you can't run a ministry. Let me tell you something. Who are you to tell me anything? Who are you to tell me anything? You didn't call me. And therefore, if you didn't call me, then you can't put me out. can't put me out. And that's what people don't realize. If God called you, can't nobody put you out. Can't nobody put you out. Nobody put you out. Well, guys, this has been real. I feel like that's all God has for us tonight. And I've busted some doctrine up, and I'm glad I have. Because that, you know, that bothers me. <clears throat> the minute I hear, oh, you must be one wife, you know. You know what? You, you you have devils all over you, sir, and you you don't even know it. You don't even know it. And they don't. They don't know it. Anyways, guys, that's all we have tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, if you want to give, you can go to Venmo Venmo and give. Listen, guys, we're still doing the $7,000 debt cancellation. If you sold $7,000, God spoke to me and told me that your debt will be canceled. He told me that. We are raising up $7,000 to debt cancellation, and that's that's what God told me, and I'm still doing it. If you sow to that, God is going to cancel your debt, and I've already been sowing extra on my checks anyways. I've been giving extra to the ministry. I have. I've been paying some of this debt down in the ministry, and God said, when they do that, son, I will cancel their debt. As they help me cancel this debt, I will help them cancel theirs. Come on, somebody. All right, guys. I give you the opportunity. To listen, go to uh, com forward slash partnership. We need partners, guys. We're praying for partners this year. And uh, don't forget, fill the woods, guys. It's coming up. It's coming up. I got to get busy with that, too. I got to get the flowers out and. Uh, got to get some singers up there and stuff, and get this ball a rolling, uh, because uh, it's coming up soon. I got to get busy with that. That's my next project. I got to get busy with. So, uh, and my book, uh, um, ladies, my book is coming out. Um, she's naked, but she's not ashamed. It's coming out on Barnes and Noble, and uh, it'll be out on Amazon. You can download the um, the ebook and read it. Real good book. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, it really is, and also we're we're working on another book, Levels of Faith. So um, go grab your copy of that, and we would appreciate it. Everything supports the ministry, and guys, get this ministry out here. Let's go. I mean, I didn't call myself here. You know, God called me to do these things. And uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you all. Love you. Keep us in your prayers. God bless.